signals for the Baltimore Colts. Unitas gives to Amici. The Colts are the world champions. Amici scores. That's amazing. Sensational. Dramatic. Hard-running. Exciting. Thrilling finish in the history of college football. California has won the game. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. This is Phil Steele. This is Mike Burnham. This is West Durham. This is Mike Ashley. Woo, mercy. This is handsome Jimmy Vanta, Boogie Woogie Man. Hey, guys. I'm ESPN's Marty Smith, and you're listening to Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Are you ready to rock? Are you ready to rock? The Doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460. Simulcasting on 710 WFNR. Streaming online at WRADradio.com and the tune-in app for your phone. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. Now your host, Rick Watson. Rick Watson. It was a beautiful day. Sun beat down. I had the radio on. I was driving. Trees went back. It is Thursday. Hit cruise control. You're on the program. And rub my eyes. The last three days. Hope everybody is doing okay wherever you might be. Here on this. It was always cold. Second day of March. Call us up the Baker Team Hotline, 639-4900. Text lines open, 7 Coming up in the third hour today, David Teal, Hall of Famer, and then Dwight Vick. We have a lot in hour three today, but we can spend the first couple of hours together. Tournament time is getting heated up. The Radford women are in action today, 2 o'clock. Good luck to the ladies against Presbyterian. Men tomorrow night. I'll be traveling tomorrow with uh, Neil down to Charlotte. Probably tipping off closer to 8.30. 8 o'clock will be the pregame. As the Highlanders will uh, take on Winter for the third time, try to advance to the semis. Of course, Big South, you have to win to be in the NCAA. And we'll see how all that plays out. 
Uh, we had great uh, comments. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, yesterday with Liz Kitley and her interview. Appreciate that. She was terrific. And we wish them nothing but the best moving forward. All right, before we get into the uh, rest of the show, I posted on our BDST uh, Facebook page the uh, release yesterday by Radford University <clears throat> in which the announcement um, was made official that uh, the head basketball coach, Darius Nichols, will resume his full duties as the head coach on Monday. His brother, Shane Nichols, will remain the acting head coach for the duration of the Big South Conference Championships, which begins on Friday. And that is the university statement. So Coach Nichols will be back on Monday, officially. And it's been a, a difficult time in our athletic department, a difficult time for the players and the coaches our administration, and also for uh, Darius. There's no question. I talked to him yesterday. He's, he's doing okay. He's um, deeply, deeply regretful about everything that happened, and um, he's just looking to uh, move forward. And I think we can all move forward, and I think this is the proper move by everybody involved. So that is uh, the situation with uh, Shane Nichols coaching the team as long as Radford stays alive this weekend. And then, if we're fortunate enough to be cutting down the net Sunday afternoon down in Charlotte, you know, Darius will be back for the uh, NCAA tournament run. So there you go. So there is that, just to get that out of the way. Um, we're getting down the stretch, obviously, college basketball. We're in March. And there's a lot of things that have to fall in place for certain programs. There's a lot of things that have to fall in place for, obviously, the ACC as a whole. And, you know, I'm, I guess I'm in the minority. I keep reading that the ACC is locked in on five, and that might be all they get. I, I find that difficult to believe. I really do. I, I do believe at some point, Carolina is going to win enough to make it into the NCAA tournament. I think they're on the cusp right now. Um, the league is not strong, and we saw again last night why it's not. And this is you know, the hope that you still have if you're a Tech fan. All right? Somewhere you still have to have just a little bit of optimism that you could very well make a run again, and that's because, you know, the top dog last night was Pitt going into their game against Notre Dame. That is two ACC win Notre Dame. And what happens? Pitt goes and loses at Notre Dame 88-81. Notre Dame had lost eight straight games before Pitt went in there last night and lost. And then their last win, which would have been, you know, they had lost uh, 12 out of 13. The only win they had was Louisville. And yet, here's Pitt leading the ACC, losing last night. So now Miami and Virginia and Pitt are all 14-5. and five. I mean... 
Pitt's 21-9. and nine. They're probably going to get in. They did not look like an NCAA tournament team last night. North Carolina looks like more of a tournament team. I think Duke's going to win the ACC tournament. Seems to be trending in that direction. I don't think we can trust UVA's offense. I know Miami's defense is going to be a real problem for them. Pitt fell last night. I don't think Clemson's that good. I don't think NC State's very daunting. I mean, I get it. I understand, I guess, why people are focusing on five. But that that's not a result you wanted to see last night unless you're a Miami or Virginia fan. Like, the league didn't need its leader to go to Notre Dame, who had won two games, lost its coach, or is losing its coach, who's retiring, to knock them off last night. Ugh. But I still see at least six getting in. I'm going to hold true on six. I may not go seven, but I'm going to go six. I think Carolina's going to squeeze in there. I don't know about NC State, Clemson. I don't know. I don't know. A lot can change, obviously, because you have another week of the regular season or weekend of the regular season, and then you have the ACC tournament that starts next week. So a lot can change. And we'll see how it all unfolds. Um, But there's that with the ACC. I'm not sure there's one team – in the entire college football, uh, college basketball realm right now that you can look at and think, okay, um, they are a can't-miss national championship contender. I mean, Houston's number one in the country. How many of you have even watched Houston play? You're not going to know much about Houston. I've watched Alabama a few times. I think, I think Alabama or Kansas might be the best teams in the country. I don't know. Alabama made a big rally last night against Auburn. UCLA's had a really good year. They finish up with the Arizona schools. They're number four in the country. But are they, you know, that team? Purdue has uh, fallen as of late. I mean, Marquette's number six. That's who Radford opened up with. And then you get down to a bunch of teams that you just kind of throw into a mix, and then it starts to look like the ACC standing. So it's going to be – Wild and woolly, it's going to be a tough, tough bracket year. But then again, sometimes you look at this and some people just hit stuff just because that's the way it works. You know, sometimes you think it's going to be a difficult bracket and then it's not. But we will have our own uh, BDST uh, bracket going as we always do. And we'll get those up as soon as the announcements are made um, a week from this coming Sunday. A lot of mid-major leagues getting their tournaments underway now, including the Big South, as I mentioned. It started last night in the Big South. Already an upset as Charleston Southern knocked off High Point. So they will advance to take on the top seed, UNC Asheville, and then Campbell, the number seven seed, rallied, led, and then had to rally late to beat Presbyterian, the 10 seed. So Campbell will play Longwood at 2.30 on Friday, tomorrow. And then Radford, of course, tomorrow night against Winthrop. We'll tip off around 8.30. There's not going to be an exact time. Like, for instance, last night, the two games they ran, each of them ran kind of long, especially the first game that ran over. So 
That game, I don't think, started last night until around 8.35-ish. But we'll be on the air at 8. If we have to extend the pregame a little, we can do that. It's tournament time uh, tomorrow night for Radford as they uh, try to start their quest for three days and three wins. Talked to a lot of the players yesterday. and Again, they've dealt with a whole lot in the last week and a half. Good mindset, good news. Brian Antoine is moving great. Of course, the Highlanders, we sat him the last week just because that's what we needed to do. I don't believe it was going to behoove anyone to have him play in games that really did not matter. So that's good news. And we'll let it all unfold and um, let the chips fall where they may starting tomorrow night. This tournament time is here. Uh, we have some college football news we're going to get into a little bit. They're trying to shorten the length of the games. We'll talk about some of the tweaks they're trying to impose regarding that. Charles Barkley, once again, the voice of reason, ripping current NBA players. We're going to get into this even more because this league is in a lot of trouble, in my opinion. We're going to talk about why and how I don't believe that pure fans, whether you're in an NBA town or not, are going to keep putting up with this crap. And I got to be honest, it's really, it's frustrating for me because I've always enjoyed the NBA. You know, you grew up watching it, and Moses Malone was my first NBA guy, my first NBA hero. And then we got into the time you start to enter your teenage years, and here's Bird and, and Magic and all that. And the league was just booming once they got in the league. And now what it's become is very sad, and it has nothing to do with talent. It all has to do with the entitlement in a commissioner who is as spineless as any current politician that you have going today. So we're going to talk about Charles Barkley's statements. It's wonderful. It's great. And we hope you're doing great. We have tech tickets uh, for their game against Florida State. Senior day to give away. We'll do that a little bit later on as we're getting started here on this Thursday. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Hope you're doing well wherever you might be. Four coming up. Getting your day started correctly with the finest sports talk known to all mankind. Pretty good. It's pretty, 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 pretty good. Big Dog Sports Talk returns next on WRAD. Not much. How about you? I'm not sure why I called. I guess I really just wanted to talk to you. And I was thinking maybe later on we could get together for a while. It's been such a long time and I really miss your smile. To see you tonight. <laughs> All right. 
844-2990 is how you can reach us on the uh, text line. England Dan and John Ford Coley. So you just kind of name yourself after a country. I could go Reiner Rick. Would that work? Reiner Rick? Would that that'd be okay? I could do that. <laughs> Reiner Rick. Just identify yourself with uh, with exactly how you're or where you're from. I'm going to save uh, this uh, conversation with Charles Barkley's uh, comments in mind. Um, always enjoy everything that he has to say, usually about every topic, to be honest with you. And what he had to say about load management in the NBA is right on the money. We've been talking about it on the show. It's ruining the game. It's in the process of um, making the game a less serious league, in my opinion. And I just – and then you see Adam Silva, who then doubles down. And this is what happens in current politics, right? You make a horrible decision. And then you continue to do the same thing. The biggest sign of insanity is when you continue to do the same thing over and over again and you expect different results. It's kind of like what Disney has done to ruin the Marvel franchise, right? Because all it is now is political pandering and all that. I mean, they just keep on pushing. Uh Keep on pushing the wrong messages and keep on doing all these things that um, make you wonder how these people ever got their jobs, <laughs> right? How did they ever get paid as much money as they did? How do they, like Adam Silver is a multimillionaire, and now he's talking about maybe creating an overtime so we don't have to worry about so many overtime games, which there aren't that many anyway in the NBA. Because you had one game that went 176 to 175 and players were complaining. And then Adam Silver's immediate reaction isn't, well, this is the game. No, his reaction was, well, maybe we should have a, hey, score to this point total and then you win in overtime. Just something that makes no sense whatsoever. He's so desperate to cater to every wish the players have, and this is why players can decide that they can get out of their contract, demand a trade anytime they want, throw their organization completely upside down. All the things they said when they got there, they completely throw away. So, anyway, anyway, we'll get into that. Because when Charles Barkley says that it does get some traction, it has gotten traction, and he's exactly right. And this is a guy who works for TNT covering the NBA. He's not going to pull any punches. Chuck would be a great politician. He'd be one of the rare ones that didn't care about anything in terms of being canceled or being labeled something because you disagree. He would just say whatever he believed, and then he would go. But his comments hit home and we'll get into those and uh, we'll see if I can try to find them to actually play them too and let you hear them because he's 
He was on there on uh, one of the hideous shows, whatever it is that Stephen A. Smith is on, on ESPN, and he was having a conversation with him, and he was getting into all this. And as sports fans, we're just not going to put up with it. I can't imagine the league is going to be able to advance beyond this if they continue to, to have players miss five, ten games a year just because they are too tired. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We've got David Teal, the White Vic, coming up in our number three. your eye like a big pizza pie that's amore when the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine that's amore bells will ring tingalingaling tingalingaling and you'll sing I'll still maintain when you can throw in tingalingaling tingalingaling in a song and it works you're brilliant Ooh, even tippy tippy tay there we go 639-4900 that's the Baker team hotline text line 744-2990 anything that might be on your mind we'd love to hear from you Dawn is arising here in the valley. What do we have today weather-wise? Some rain, right? Is that what they're saying? Yeah, about a 70% chance. Temperatures in the low 60s. Rain tomorrow. Sun out this weekend. It's so, I mean, at this point, too, it's kind of like current media. The weather, local weather folks who are scrambling that you don't always see on their nightly television, local TV broadcast because they don't want to get it out there. But, boy, you see their true colors coming through on social media. They are all devastated that we have gotten to March 2nd without one day of measurable snow. It's almost as if they need therapy. And we've had warmer temperatures, but now there's apparently um, a future map or two that's predicting we're going to be a little colder for two weeks or so in March than usual, a little bit below normal temperatures. And it's almost as if they're rejoicing because when they put this stuff out there, they're saying, which means we may not be done yet. With the possibility of a major measurable snow. I mean, there's holding out any kind of hope that we may have multiple days of snow at some point in March because they know their time is running out. And usually it's their month, February, that they can always count on. Even I was conceding. Even Mr. I hate everything about winter, even though. We had our own prediction by one of our listeners that winter was going to be gone quickly and spring would start soon. Even I had conceded at the beginning of the month that we would see something in February because we usually do. It didn't happen. 
we had one weekend that was a threat, and now I start to wonder if that was just a complete, just utter <laughs> creation just to get people nervous. But of all of the snow must-havers out there, I worry about Leo Hirschbrenner this morning. I really do. Let's go to the Baker team hotline. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? Well, I'm hoping my phone holds out. I, I called you yesterday morning. I couldn't get through. It was going in and out. Okay. Now you're good. You're good. What's on your mind? Uh, what do you think about West Virginia? The state? The program? The <laughs> which, which part of West Virginia? <laughs> Football team? Basketball team? What, what? Basketball. Yeah, basketball. Um. I th- I think I've seen a couple of um, tournament brackets that have them in there. I mean, they're a typical um, Bobby Huggins type of team, right? I mean, they're they're very talented. They're very hard nosed. I mean, they're not a team that you're ever going to go in and just assume you're going to beat. I mean, I don't know if they've done enough to get in. They might have to do some things in the uh, tournament coming up. But uh, I mean, I like to watch his teams play. I really do. Did you get to see the game the other night against uh, Kansas? Uh, I did not. I did not. Well, they had an inbounds play at the end of the game. Uh, West Virginia did. Mm-hmm. And they had four or five little players standing out of bounds to do it. And they said it would keep them from double-teaming the receiver. Right. On the throw-in. And I never heard of that before. They did it twice in the game. The problem with West Virginia is that they're they got to beat Kansas State. I think. I mean, they're only six and eleven in the league. I was just looking it up. So they got a long climb to come. So as of right now, I think they're an NIT team. Now that I've rediscovered their record here, yeah, I don't think they're going to make the big dance. But the league, yeah, so it, Big Twelve yeah, has a lot of, well, the Big Twelve has a lot of respect though, right? It's one of the, it may be the highest rated conference. Um, so maybe maybe that'll help them, but I think they got to do some work here against Kansas State and then in the tournament. Well, so uh, uh, you remember when Bob Huggins had the uh, heart attack? What he was with Cincinnati then? Correct. In a while back. Well, I saw something troubling to me. Uh, Bill Self in that game. I saw him during the timeout, and he was red in the face. And he looked like Bob Huggins did the time that he had the heart attack. <laughs> well, I get he it. He did. He looked. He didn't look good. I mean, really, he didn't look good. I'm concerned about him, really. But Bob Huggins, uh, at the same time, they showed him in the game, and he looks good. I mean, he's not. No, he's chill. Healthy. Yeah. I don't know if it's his eating habits. He's whatever it is with him. But he seems like he's handling it, the pressure better than. The, well, when we, it's a lot of pressure, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, when we, uh, you know, I got to interview him last year, and I've have a few times. And um, when Radford played up there, when Darius returned up there, and you oh, know, yeah. he, he, that demeanor that you see now, for the most part, is how he is. He was very kind of calm, and talking to the people that work with him, and even he mentioned to me, you know, once you have a major health scare like that. Uh, he's so, he's so grateful to be at his alma mater. He's just happy to be where he is. He said, "You know, I don't I don't get too upset anymore about 
the things that I used to. He just kind of lets it all flow. He loves his players, and he, he trusts his players and his assistants. But he's that mentality you see on the sideline, that's kind of the way he is when you talk to him. He's very, very calm, very uh, even-keeled. Well, I'd rather play, I'd rather play for him, uh, you know. Yeah, sure. And, you know, you, you, know, you don't you know, go too far with it. It's a lot of pressure in that game. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know? all these coaches are feeling okay. – they make a lot of money, but they feel a lot of pressure too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you get a chance to play uh, – I don't know who sings the song. It's called Love is Like Oxygen. Uh-huh. Did you play that? If you can get it, I don't know if you have it or not. What, Love is Like Oxygen? Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Sure. Well, I appreciate it. Y'all have a blessed day. All right, you too. Take care, Wayne. All right. Yeah, that's a good song too. Yeah, I can do some Love is Like Oxygen. Let me write that down so I don't forget, Wayne, because I have to send myself text messages because I forget things all the time. I'm that guy now. <laughs> but I don't have a – there we go. Here's a working pen. Love is like oxygen. There we go. Yeah, we'll get that one on for you, Wayne. Absolutely we will. All right, let's go back to the phones. Hey, good morning. Who's this? This is your favorite dinosaur, Godzilla. How are you doing this morning, Rick? Hey, oh my goodness gracious, Godzilla. I mean, I don't know if it's because of the the warmer weather. I don't know what's been going on with you, but where in the world have you been? What's going on? Well, I just finished filming my next movie, you know, and it comes out uh, March 15th of next year, by the way. (laughs) I want to make sure I get that advertisement in. Okay. You know, me me and the... Me and the big monkey did another uh, another movie, but uh, you know I won't I won't give away any secrets on that. But uh, but certainly you know who the top biller is. But but anyway, uh, you know I'm here here in town because um, I'm doing a little interviewing. Oh really, uh, really? Yeah. Can you can you keep a secret? I mean, I'm sure everybody on this radio station will. Yeah, nobody. Agree to keep I, I think everybody will. Yeah, everybody will keep your uh, your key, your secret for you. All right. Well, you know, I talked with uh, Coach Proc this week about the offensive line coach. Oh, really? Coaching position. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I thought it switch switch gears a little bit with my career. You know, when I was a little little Godzilla, you know, I was uh, went to Monster U. Uh, you know, I was pretty pretty much a force like you would expect, uh, and uh, thought I could uh, help out this Virginia Tech team down here in uh, Southwest Virginia. You know, it's all it, it's all in the legs when it comes down to it. You know, I don't I don't really do arm day too much due to obvious reasons, but right. you know, it's all right. in the legs when it comes to blocking. Yeah, you don't you don't, you don't necessarily have a history of, of working the uh, the arms, the triceps, and the biceps, do you? <laughs> no, uh, I have a you know I have a different method. You know, I don't I make sure before before I play that I don't. I eat some fish, that type thing. Normally, whoever's on the other side doesn't like being near me. Sure. And, of course, we have, we have the fire breath. You know, those are important things when it comes to my offensive line technique, uh, um, which for some reason Coach Prower thought there might be a problem with. He didn't see that, how that could translate over to his players. 
So I'm not sure how that's going to go. But I'm waiting for the call to see how that goes. I think Coach G has a nice ring to it, don't you? Well, I, I think it does. But, I mean, I'm sure, Godzilla, it had to come up in the interview, right? There had to be some concerns from Coach Pry. I mean, first of all, your massive size on the sideline, right, would take up a lot of space. And then what happens if you kind of lose your temper at an official or – or maybe a player too. I mean, all of a sudden, if the fire starts just uncontrollably, you know, emitting from your 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 body, I mean, you might just, you could destroy the whole stadium in like three minutes. Yeah, I mean, he did mention that he was looking into my past. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that he didn't think really met the program standards and, and thoughts. But you know, he hasn't told me yet, and I'm just waiting for the phone to ring. It was all you right. know, it was yesterday. So, you know, I'm giving it some time. You know, I figured G for G for grit. I, you know, I tried to do that. I said, look, Coach, you know, I can, you know, Godzilla <laughs> equals grit, baby. Let's right. do this. Well, we're having, so, uh, we're having Dwight Vick on later. So what we'll do is we'll, um, you know, we'll see if um, maybe he's got – maybe he knows. Maybe he knows how the interview went. We'll see. Yeah, maybe he can put in a good word for me too. By the way, um, you know, but the one thing the coach said was one thing that he thought I would be really good at would be the hundred drills. He, he saw some of the things that I've done in the past. Oh, sure. He thought that that would be that would be something that could work with Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I'm next thinking of going down there to the Big South Tourney, so I'm hoping to run into you. Uh, I understand you're going to be down there. Yeah, we'll be down um, in Charlotte tomorrow. Yeah, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I mean, I hear it's at the Bojangles Coliseum, and man, yeah, I'm going to get my media yeah, pass, and yeah, I figure, gosh, I can yeah. have some bow time and eat yeah. all the chicken I want to, and, yeah. and and do that, right? Well, well, no, do me a favor, don't come hungry, right? Go ahead and have a very nourishing breakfast, <laughs> because if you're expecting to be, uh, you know, to be fed throughout the day down there, that that's likely not going to happen. So, yeah, you're you're kidding, right? No, no, there's not going to be a piece of chicken to be had. I've already been confirmed that last night, as a matter of fact, uh, talking to some media colleagues, not one piece of chicken in the building for the uh, opening round of the tournament. Man, I haven't eaten for like two days waiting to get go down there, get some bow time, get some biscuits, get some chicken, get some... I was ready to go. I mean, this place is huge. I was like, this thing is just going to be... This will be perfect for Godzilla. Well, I'm going to be upset. This is not going to work out for me. So anyone traveling down 77 South the next day, oh, I oh. am going to wreak some havoc. Yeah, I'm, a little, okay. I'm a little ticked off. So, um, and, and I don't know if, if I get to the Bojangles Coliseum, if I don't calm down by then, I'm not sure if that's going to be standing. So watch out. That's all i got to say. Well, Rick, I'll talk to you later. Uh, all right. Well, good luck. See with you. Godzilla next year. Get ready to go. And everybody in Southwest Virginia, be safe and uh, I advise you to get on the road quick if you're going to be on 81 South and 77 South. Well, we'll be tomorrow. I'm a little, ang- yeah. I'm a little angry. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, do me a favor. Keep an eye out for a white van with Radford University Athletics on. All right. Kind of let us slide a little bit so we can get down there first before you destroy the highway. All right. I, mean, I do want to apologize. <laughs> Yesterday, my tail did clip your uh, your transformer. Uh, you know, oh, I, was that I was you? trying to fit through, but that was but, you. Uh, apologize oh. for that. Okay, well, no, I, yeah. pre- I appreciate you owning up to it. We wondered what happened there in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> I apologize for that. That's okay. Ricky, you guys have a good one. Thanks, Godzilla. There you go. That's uh, Godzilla. <laughs> it's on the program. <laughs> Trying to get on as the uh, new offensive line coach over for Brent Pry. We'll have to find out about uh, what's going on there. <laughs> uh, 
hadn't heard from Godzilla in a while. He's got another movie coming out. I mean, the last movie I saw of Godzilla, he kind of got his kind of got his uh, kind of got his ass kicked. To be honest with you, I mean, I'm just saying. I don't want to. But anyway, we wish him nothing but the best. But yeah, I hope he doesn't. If he comes down the tournament, he's going to be very disappointed, as we all are. And sure enough, I checked yesterday. I was just kind of casually floating out there. Our good friend Mike Ashley's down there. Hey, Mike, do me a favor. Let me know if you find a piece of chicken anywhere inside the Bojangles Coliseum. Never happened. Never happened. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Wrap it up. Hour one when we return. Thanks. <laughs> Good to hear from Godzilla. Uh, it's amazing how he alters the way he communicates in the movies to when he calls us here on the program. Right? Speaks very well. Huh. against Montgomery Burns? No. All right, maybe I did, but I didn't shoot him. Checks out. Okay, sir, you're free to go. Good, because I got a hot date tonight. Hot date. Dinner with Fred. Dinner alone. Watching TV alone. All right. I'm going to sit at home and ogle the ladies in the Victoria's Secret catalog. See his catalog. Now, would you unhook this already, please? I don't deserve this kind of shabby treatment. And I'm on my knees. One day is fine and next is black. So if you want me, that's Hank Azaria as the voice of Mo Sislak, well, by the way. Simpsons trivia when it was actually a watchable show. Should I stay or should I go now? Should I have hour number one of the program. You can always uh, call us up. On the Baker Team Hotline, 639-4900, text line 744-2990. Good to hear from folks. Coming up in hour number two, we'll finally get into the uh, Charles Barkley comments about the current NBA. Um, it's just so funny to see ESPN continue to dedicate basically two-thirds of all of its programming to that league and I don't know how many people, mainstream, the people who support sports and, and, and pay bills and, and do all these things are actually sitting there watching anything they have to say. Like, they have no filter, no self-awareness about the things that's going on in the league that has so many fans up in the air. And then... They sit there and continue to promote it as if we're following this. I mean, Kevin Durant got traded to the Suns, what, two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago, and he just played his first game last night. Why the hell did it take so long? Then I see that during the hockey trading deadline, guys got traded in the morning and showed up and played for their new team that night. How about that? 
and Durant's just now playing? Really? But then again, he's the guy that says it's you know, really good for basketball, the NBA, that guys can force their way out of contracts. Wow. Hour two coming up. 